So I just want to set some fears aside right off the bat. No, I am not preaching the whole time. So just in case you thought, what is going on? Yeah, you can applaud that. <laughs> just in case you thought, what on earth is happening? One song and then he comes up? Like, what is, what is happening today? No, we decided that we were going to change things up a little bit this morning because we felt like what God wanted to do in this place this morning was a little bit different uh, than what we normally do. And we wanted to create this space for just a time for people to be able to respond uh, this morning. And, and I'll, I'll teach into that a little bit um, as we go through the message. And just to relieve your minds again, actually, this is going to be a lot shorter than it usually is. So, um, listen, we, we say this every Sunday, but I think it's so important that we continue to keep this in front of us. We exist because we want everyone we want every person to experience God's unconditional love. And we believe that God's unconditional love is found in the person of Jesus. And we have spent this entire year looking at who Jesus is. We have spent this whole year just examining the person of Jesus. And I don't know about you, but what's one thing that's become very, very clear to me in this is that Jesus clearly defines who he is. Like, clear, clearly says who he is. He doesn't leave room for us to define him, he says who he is, and he says why he has come. And it's our choice, we're in the middle of this series called I Choose, but it's our choice as to whether or not we're going to believe him. And so this morning, what we're going to do is just very simply this. There's this chapter in John that we've been spending this entire year on, we've been spending our whole year on this book of John, but we're going to look at one chapter of John, John chapter 7 this morning. And, and what's interesting about this chapter is how many people encounter Jesus and have a different opinion about who he is. And I'm just going to simply read this this morning and, and point out each of these different perspectives that people have on who Jesus is. Some of them are very, very close to him, and, and it's kind of interesting. So just stick with me. And like we always say, the most important thing that we do here is, is read Scripture. Like, more important than anything that I say, it's what is written in Scripture. So even though this is a long passage, I just want to encourage you just to lean in to this text, especially because Jesus speaks through a lot of this text. So John chapter 7 this morning. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders were there we're looking for a way to kill him. But when the Jewish feast of the tabernacles was near, Jesus' brother said to him, leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one, wants to, no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. So catch that for just a second. This is not like brothers as in his followers. This is like brothers as in his flesh and blood brothers. These are Jesus' brothers. Do not believe that he is who he says he is. In fact, what they believe is that Jesus has actually come just to make a name for himself. That he is this public figure that's just there to draw a crowd. So that's one perspective that we see in this passage. Continuing on. Therefore, Jesus told them, my time has not yet come. For you, any time will do. The world cannot hate you because it hates me, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. 
you go to the festival. I am not going up to the, this festival because my time is not yet fully come. And he's talking about here his time coming, that his time for him to, for the reason that he came to give his life uh, for us. After he has said this, he stayed in Galilee. However, his brothers had left for the festival. He also, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. So Jesus had this thing that's going on, like people are talking about who he is. And, and here are the opinions. Some said, he's a good man. Others replied, no, he deceives the people. But no one could say anything public about him for fear of the leaders. So there's this whispering going on in this festival about who Jesus is. And some people are saying, he's just this good guy. He's just doing a lot of good things. He's healing people. He's got some good teaching. And, and some people are saying, no, 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 he is a deceiver of people. And again, you see both ends of the spectrum, these opinions about who Jesus is. Continuing on with this chapter, not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up. So he waits about halfway through this festival, go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews there were amazed and asked, how did this man get such learning without having been taught? And Jesus answered, my teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given, Moses given you the law? Yet not one of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You are demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who's trying to kill you? And Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you are all amazed. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, though it didn't actually come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you so angry for me if you're healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. So here we see the crowd's opinion of Jesus is that he must be demon-possessed. That's their opinion of who he is. At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, isn't this the man they're going to kill? So they know that the religious leaders are out to try to kill Jesus. Here he is speaking publicly and they're not saying a word to him. Have the, authority, have, have the authorities really concluded that he's the Messiah? Now get this. But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you will know me and you, know, you will know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. At this, they tried to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. Still many in the crowd believed him, and they said, when the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs in this man? Again, the uncertainty around who Jesus is, and they're like, this can't be Jesus because we know we know where he's from. Like we, if the Messiah comes, it's a misunderstanding of who the Messiah is and what, who Jesus is. 
Once again, the same chapter. The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent the temple guards to arrest him. And Jesus said, I am with you only for a short time, and then I'm going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said one to another, where does this man intend to go that we can't find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What does he mean when he said, you will look for me, but you will not find me? Where I am, you cannot come. And then on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not yet been given since Jesus had not been glorified. In other words, he has not yet died on the cross for us. He has not been resurrected from the dead. On hearing these words, some of the people said, surely this man is the prophet. Others said he is the Messiah, and still others asked, how can he be the Messiah? How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, the town where David would live? Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. Again, you hear the crowds are divided against who Jesus is. Everybody has an opinion. And some of them even think that he's the prophet. When they say that, many people believe that Elijah from the Old Testament would come back as Elijah. They believe that Jesus is Elijah. But Jesus isn't Elijah. And then this last section. I think this is incredible. This last section. Finally, the temple guards. The ones that were very ones that were sent to arrest Jesus. Listen to what they have to say. The temple guards went back to the chief priests and to the Pharisees who asked them, why didn't you bring him in? No one has ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he's deceived you also, the Pharisees retorted? Have any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there's a curse on them. Nicodemus, we talked about before, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? They replied, are you from Galilee too? It's so funny. Are you from Galilee too? Look into it and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Here's a funny thing about this. Like the very ones who were sent to arrest Jesus are the ones that are most fascinated by who he is. And get this, these are the temple guards. These are the guards that every day they're sitting in the temple and they're listening to these teachers of the law talk. And they're like, there's nobody else that talks like Jesus does. There's nobody else who teaches like Jesus does. They're the only ones, it seems like, in this passage that are convinced that there's something unique about this person, Jesus. You see, the most important question that we will answer in our lifetime is this. Who do you believe Jesus is? Who do you believe that Jesus is? We've spent this whole year 
unpacking who Jesus says he is. And the question is, do you believe that he is who he says he is? And like I said earlier, he doesn't give us the option for us to define him. He defines himself. He says that he's the son of God, that he and the father are one, that nobody comes to the father except through him, that he is in fact the Christ, the son of the living God. And even as we talk through the seven I am statements of Jesus, he defines who he is. And the question is, our choice in this is, do we choose to believe him? Do we choose to believe him? So this is, this is what we're going to do this morning. Something, like I said, a lot different than what we've done before. The, the worship team is going to come back out here and, and lead us in some more songs. And all of the songs that they've selected, that Dustin selected this morning, are, are focused on the person of Jesus. And in the seat pocket in front of you, you'll see a blank bookmark. And if you don't have a seat pocket in front of you, it's under your seat. And if for some reason you don't have one of these, um, there's some extras on the table where the giving buckets are. <clears throat> and this blank bookmark, the purpose of this blank bookmark is during, this, during the song time, what we want you to do is just simply sit and reflect. Uh, reflect on who Jesus said he, says he is. And, and maybe there's a, a, a lyric on one of the songs that pops up, or I know the worship team is going to share, share some of the scriptures that we've gone over. Maybe there's a word or a phrase of how Jesus defines himself that, that you could write on this bookmark this morning. And here's why I think this is so important, because I don't know about you, but it's easy for me each week to walk out of this place and begin to forget who Jesus is. Because there's this thing that's called the world that just kind of washes over us. It starts to crowd, try to crowd itself in. And, and, and we can get distracted, and we can get discouraged, and we can be even deceived as far as what is true. What is true? And Jesus says that he is the truth, he is the way, he is the life. And so my hope is that this bookmark for you would be just that simple, one of those simple reminders. And, and the truths of who Jesus says he is would come to mind. And maybe this morning you're brand new to this, or, or maybe you're really wrestling with this, and it's okay to walk out with a blank bookmark. That's, that's fine. But my encouragement to you is just continue to wrestle, continue to lean in, continue to study, continue to discover, continue to press in and try to figure out and to listen to who Jesus says he is. And my hope this morning is that you will believe that Jesus is exactly who he says he is, that he, being one with God, came to earth fully human, and fully God, and lived a sinful life, or sinless life, and willingly died on a cross. The death that we deserved, and he paid the price that we were supposed to pay by his death on the cross. And through his death on the cross and the resurrection from the dead, that he conquered both sin and death on our behalf. And all we have to do is accept this amazing gift by believing in him and following him, thus making him both Savior and Lord of our lives. Simply faith alone in Christ alone. So this morning again, feel free to stand, feel free to sit, 
feel free to take time to reflect. We wanted to create the space this morning so that all that has been done this past year, you can take and just reflect on it of who Jesus is. Because again, the most important thing, the most important thing you'll answer is, do you believe him? Do you believe that Jesus is who he says he is? Let's pray. Father, I just ask that you would just work this morning, that you would move in this place. That, Father, by your spirit, that you would continue to reveal to us exactly who Jesus is. Father, that we would take those step, that step of faith to believe in him. And, Father, most of all, God, that, that through everything that is done and everything that is said, everything that is song, sung this morning, Father, that you would be, you would be glorified. And that, Father, you would meet us right where we're at. And, Father, that you would just continue to reveal yourself to us, that you would reveal to us who Jesus is. And, Father, if we have an incomplete view of him, Father, I pray that you would open our eyes so that we can see him more completely. Father, if we have an incorrect view of him, I pray, Father, that you would open our eyes so we can see him as he describes himself, God. And Father, if we're just coming here this morning just to explore, Father, I pray that you would just open up our eyes so that we can see Jesus, maybe for the first time. Father, you are awesome. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our praise. Father, you are worthy of everything that we are. Father, may Jesus be glorified in this morning. And it's in his name I ask these things. Amen.